This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Well, hello and welcome to the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. It is Tuesday, the sixth day of June, 2023. And I will do the program this morning as I drive down the interstate towards Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I will likely do another episode this afternoon on the way back home. And then I'm taking off for the rest of the week, headed to sunny Florida, Ron DeSantis country. I'm going to do a little vacationing, do a little side work, do a little visiting with family and friends, and actually do a little political observation. I want to see what the people of Florida really think of their governor. I'm going to do so in a very concealed and casual way, so as not to sound as if I am some sort of political podcaster or television radio broadcaster or nosy SOB. I want to find out what the Ron DeSantis phenomenon is all about. Because you never know what's going on with Donald Trump. One day it looks like he's got a clear path to victory. The next day, after the media finds out that he has a clear path to victory, they decide they're going to do further investigation into the Mar-a-Lago documents, those very few documents found at Donald Trump's home after they raided it in the darkness of night without warning. They assaulted his home, basically violating his Fourth Amendment rights against searches and seizures of his dwelling. But that's a story for another day because the media won't report it anyway. Yes, yesterday on all of the mainstream leftist, progressive, liberal, woke, slimeball, Democratic Party supporting media outlets, every single talking head out there couldn't wait to say Donald Trump is about to be indicted again. He's about to be investigated again. They're coming for him, for his illegal, unlawful possession of classified, top-secret documents. And then when someone on a panel says, but what about Joe Biden having documents in his garage, in his home, in his library, in his house, at the Penn Biden think tank center, a communist-funded, communist China-funded organization, and in other places. What about Joe Biden having as many as 18,000 boxes of documents? More like 1,800. But even one box from his days as a U.S. senator was illegal, unlawful, immoral, unethical, criminal. He had hundreds, if not thousands, of boxes, each box containing hundreds, if not thousands, of classified documents that he, a U.S. senator, had absolutely no lawful right or authority to possess. Where are the investigations? Well, there's a big difference there, the political talking heads would say. We had to go digging at Donald Trump's place to find them. 
He tried to deny their existence. But you see, gropey Joe Biden and his lawyers voluntarily gave up documents that Joe Biden had unlawfully, illegally, unethically, immorally, criminally. So they let Joe Biden's lawyers search his property and trusted those lying lawyers to say, yeah, we found a few. Here they are. Nothing else to see here. No need to raid this home. We've turned it all in. That didn't satisfy the United States of America's curiosity as to just how many documents Joe Biden had. So many, many weeks later, they invited the FBI in after they, the lawyers for Joe Biden, had an opportunity to destroy, relocate, get rid of the evidence of all of the other illegally obtained and maintained documents that Joe Biden had. Joe Biden had never had any lawful right or authority to possess the documents which were stored in places where the Chinese Communist Party had access. Oh, it was in a locked closet. Yeah, like Chinese spies have never unlocked a closet door, posing as a janitor or a maintenance man or a plumber. No, that only happens in movies, right? Joe Biden's team had several weeks to gather up the remaining illegal documents at Joe Biden's various locations, multiple locations where he was hiding those documents, where he kept those documents from the time he was a U.S. senator and had no right to those documents, all the way until the time his lawyers in the darkness of night found a way to get those documents the hell out of there and they still found thousands. That's okay though. He's Joe Biden. He has a D for Democrat behind his name. Again, as I was saying, the United States population and even some Democrats were questioning the double standard applied against Donald Trump, a midnight raid of his home. Even though Donald Trump had every lawful, legal, right, and authority to take classified documents home while he was the president. Donald Trump had a very valid explanation. Yes, from time to time, members of my staff who had security clearances brought classified documents to my home for me to look at, for me to use in making presidential decisions. I didn't load those documents up in the Bentley and drive them home myself. Presidents aren't allowed to drive. But you see, Joe Biden was a senator and only a vice president when he stole classified documents and brought them home and brought them to the Penn Biden Center while vice president and had no legal authority to be in possession of those documents. Only while Mr. Biden was the vice president, the only person who had the legal lawful authority to take home classified documents was Barack Hussein Obama. You know, Barry Sotero, 
the guy who claimed that he was not a Muslim, then bragged about being a Muslim, and then claimed again he was not a Muslim? Yeah, he had the lawful authority to possess classified documents. He had the legal right to have them, but never Joe Biden. Joe Biden never had the right, not as a senator, not as the vice president. And some of those documents in Joe Biden's possession went all the way back to his time as a United States senator from the state of Delaware. Illegal, immoral, unlawful, unethical, criminal possession of classified secret documents that the Biden crime family used not only in their influence peddling schemes, their money laundering schemes, their crimes while he was a senator, but for the influence peddling that his cocaine-addled son, his dead son's wife that Hunter was porking and then cheated on with a hooker had a baby with the hooker? Come on, man. Are you kidding me? You can't see this as at least a possibility and not just a conspiracy theory? You can't see this as a probability, as a likelihood, as what actually happened, as reported by many news outlets on the right? We call it on the right for a reason, in case you haven't figured that out yet. The right, the correct, the proper, the conservative point of view, the right side of things, not the wrong side of things, not the things that should be left behind in the ash heap of history. There's a reason that Republicans, conservatives, are considered to be on the right, because we are right. We are correct. We are proper. We are on the right side of history. Again, so as to not upset those even on the left who questioned Joe Biden's illegal possession of those documents, some documents were either planted or actually taken home unlawfully, illegally, criminally, by Donald Trump's supposed right-hand man, Mr. Mike Pence. Mike Pence was caught his lawyers magically, supposedly, found a few classified documents at Mike Pence's possession. And at the urging of the Democratic political party, they said, Hey, Mike, we hear on the down low that you have some illegal classified documents in your possession. You might want to do the right thing, and it'll make your buddy Donald Trump, who you now hate who you now despise, who you now have become a traitor to, might make him look even more like a buffoon if you would volunteer, voluntarily, willingly report those documents 
to the National Archives and Records Administration and then turn those documents in and then you won't look like an ass. That's what you should do. So Mike Pence, like the good follower that he has always been, never a leader, never a leader, always a follower, Mike Pence did what a good little puppy dog follower would do, and he turned over a few documents. Whether he actually had them or not, he turned over what they told him to turn over. This way, the Democratic political party could rightfully say, look, we didn't have to investigate Mike Pence. We didn't have to raid the home of Mike Pence or the office of Mike Pence because Mike Pence looked around deliberately, willfully, and intentionally searched, did the due diligence to say, yep, oh man, look, I looked through a box and I found these documents. Here they are. I'm a good boy. I am a good follower. I will turn these in. And this way, the Democrats could say, you see, Vice President Biden had a few documents he shouldn't have had. Eh. Vice President Pence had a few documents he shouldn't have had. Eh. But at least those two guys were man enough, decent enough citizens to admit their mistakes and turn those documents in voluntarily. We didn't have to go raid their homes in the middle of the night in the cover of darkness without warning to go search for something because someone who likely planted the documents at Mar-a-Lago said, ooh, 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 we found some documents at Mar-a-Lago. You need to go get them. The entire thing, as every single one of the investigations against Donald Trump has been since 2015, 2016, when he said, I'm going to run for president, it has been a non-stop 24-hour-a-day, 365-day-a-year witch hunt. And I hate to use that cliché. I hate to use that worn-out, banal terminology. But there is no other way to describe it. It's sort of like when you grew up in the 1950s and the 1960s and you constantly heard the term, the evil term, by the way, communist. Witch. Witch. In the 50s and 60s, it was communist. Communist. Remember? And maybe many of you are too young to remember. Not old enough to remember. Oh, they went digging, all right. They went digging to see if they could find any person, especially a conservative-type person, who ever spoke to anyone who ever said, you know, Hitler was a bad dude. He was a bad guy, but he might have had a few good ideas. At least he brought the Volkswagen to life. Communist. Communist. Witch. Which that is exactly what happened. 
And if your name in the 1950s, by golly, or the 1960s, was associated, affiliated, attached in any way, shape, fashion, manner, or form to anyone who ever said anything positive about the greater good, everybody donating to one pot and then taking only what you need, they were labeled an evil communist. You might as well have had a swastika tattooed on your forehead. You might as well have walked the Jews right into the oven. And that's what they are doing to Donald Trump. They are treating a red baseball cap with the words, Make America Great Again. Anyone who dares to wear that hat, they're making those people out as if today, in 2023, those people have a swastika tattooed upon their forehead. They are making out anyone who says anything positive about the three first years of the Trump administration, about the record low unemployment, about the record high job participation rate, about the massive amount of businesses that were started, that were returning from overseas, about the billions upon billions of dollars that were repatriated to our nation from foreign lands, about our entire Trump presidency being without a single military conflict being started, about the way we handled foreign relations and people were proud to be Americans again, how other nations not only feared us but respected us and our strength and our superiority. Donald Trump did that for the United States of America despite being under fire every single day, not only of his four-year presidency, but of the year he ran for office against Hillary Rotten Clinton, and for the two years and five months since he has left office. Donald Trump has been under fire under sham investigation after sham investigation over failed impeachment after failed impeachment, which each and every single time has resulted in Mr. Trump being declared either innocent or not guilty. I am very, very disappointed in you if you did not get your ass to the polls in November of 2022 to put the Republicans firmly in charge of the House of Representatives, not a razor-thin majority as they have, and for not putting Republicans in charge of the United States Senate. Shame on you if you did not vote in that election because you see what we have. A weak, very razor-thin margin in the House of Representatives. But more so than being disappointed in you who did not vote in November for the Republican candidates, is my questioning 
my inquisitiveness as to why Kevin McCarthy, Steve Scalise, and other Republicans have not called for the outright impeachment of Donald, excuse me, I'm sorry, of Joe Biden in the same fashion, in the same manner, with the same fervor, the same forcefulness that the Democrats went after Donald Trump. Where is the call for feeble, can't stand up without tripping over imaginary sandbags or defying gravity as he falls up sets of stairs on multiple occasions? Where are the calls for his impeachment? Where are the calls for him being removed from office for being physically and mentally unfit to hold the office of president? Where are you, Republicans, in Congress? Where are the investigations into the Biden crime family? Credible evidence, mountains of credible evidence have been brought forward by members of the FBI. No investigation. No one is looking into this with any seriousness. And the media is doing everything they can to divert your attention, my attention, and everyone else's attention away from the illegal, unethical, immoral, criminal activities of Joe Biden, of Jill Biden, of Jim Biden, of Hallie Biden, of Hunter Biden and every member of the Biden crime family and their cronies who have benefited to the tune of tens of millions of dollars that we already know about in influence peddling, money laundering. How many companies, how many sham companies did the Biden crime family create and then simply shift money? I'll use these terms. I know it wasn't laundromats and, and video poker halls, but from the laundromat to the car repair shop, to the dry cleaners, to the dentist office. No, they didn't even have the decency to run their illegally gotten gains, their ill-gotten gains, their laundered money through actual businesses that had been in business forever. The Biden crime family, while Joe Biden was the vice president, at some point while he was a U.S. senator, at some point when he was private citizen Joe working at the Penn Biden Center, who relied heavily upon Chinese Communist Party and Chinese government donations, at times during those years, the Biden crime family would start Company A. And then... Magically, without providing any goods or any services, millions of dollars would simply be given to those sham shell companies. And to make sure that no one could follow that money trail, they'd start another company and then simply transfer money to that other company. And each time they did, they'd send a little check to members of the Biden family. For what? For doing what? for providing what good, what service, 
People don't just throw millions of dollars to a company and then allow that company to pay its so-called shareholders or employees out of those companies' funds just for the hell of it, just for shits and giggles. Sorry, guys. If Eric Trump, Donald Trump Jr., or any of the Trump family had received a dollar, a dime, a penny from a company that had been started by Donald Trump while he was the president, the news media would be all over that like stink on crap, like white on rice. They would be digging to the bottom of those shell companies, those sham companies, those fairy tale companies with a fine toothed comb. They would be nitpicking, and that is a racist term I've been told, nitpicking, supposedly, because, you know, that's what the monkeys do. They pick each other's fur for nits. The leftist, mainstream, progressive, liberal, woke, slimeball media would be nitpicking every aspect and every participant of any organization that had the Trump name associated with it. Right down to the janitors, the secretaries, the guy who washes the windows. But you see, the Biden crime family is different. They're affiliated with the Democrat Party. And therefore, the Biden crime family can do no wrong. Nothing to see here, folks. Move along, move along. Oh, the media's starting to ask questions about Hunter's laptop. I know. Let's create a coin shortage. Oh, good. Now the media's focused on a coin shortage. Oops, they're starting to look again. Let's talk about murder hornets. Yes, murder hornets. Let's talk about that in the news for two weeks. Oh, they're starting to look at the Hunter Biden laptop and Jim Biden again. Let's bring out another new COVID variant. Dr. Fucci, can you help us with that? Another COVID variant, please? Yeah, you need to start wearing a mask. Well, you don't need to wear a mask. No, you need to wear two masks. You need a vaccination. Well, you need a second vaccination. Now you need a booster. Now you need another booster. Now you need another booster. Every time the media starts looking into the Biden crime family, it has been something manufactured, a new fake, phony, made-up crisis to divert your attention away from the Biden crime family. You can count on this like clockwork. I'm sure if I took the time to muddle back through all of the manufactured crises that have occurred during the Biden administration. Oh, I forgot. Mass shooting here, mass shooting there. The gun epidemic, the semi-automatic rifles. Just go out with a shotgun, Joe Biden said. I tell Jill, if there's a problem, just go out on a porch, double by our shotgun. Pop off two rounds, one this way, one that way. You're, you're bound to hit somebody. Let's have another mass shooting. Ah, damn, schools are getting old. This is happening too often. I know, let's do a church. Ah, churches are getting old. I know, 
Let's do a daycare. Let's do a bank. Always a made up manufactured crisis to divert your attention away from Biden's ineptness, incompetence, tripping, slipping, falling, mumbling, fumbling, bumbling, crumbling, stumbling, stammering, stuttering, muttering, fluttering, shuddering, puttering, sniffing little girl's hair, groping little girl's chests, especially the ones that haven't developed yet. He gets off on that for some reason. Sick, twisted, pervert, pedo Pete, as his own son calls him. But that's okay. That's okay. We're going to divert your attention away from all of that. We're going to divert your attention away from the fact that Camel Toe Harris is unqualified to be vice president. And Lord help us if she ever becomes president. And if Joe Biden happens to win through another tampered with election in 2024, he will likely not remain in office more than six weeks whatever the minimum is to declare him the president and say, well, he was the president, but now he's too ill to continue. They'll promote Camel Toe Harris to president. She'll get to run almost the entire four years, the nation, into the ground further. And then she'll get to run not once, but two more times because that's the way our nation is set up. I can't imagine 12 days of Camel Toe Harris, much less 12 weeks, 12 months, or 12 years, can you? Folks, I've run out of time for this morning's edition of the Truth Hurts program. Make it a great day. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing because I speak the truth. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program is pre-recorded. Copyright 2023, The Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved.